Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com and thank you again for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Enthusiacs or follow our, our video content at Channel Enthusiacs on YouTube. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff or Baron Fang, as per usual, and this week I am joined by Goose. How are you, Goose? Doing good as always. And Jennifer. Hello. And the ailing but but still capable uh, Judge Greg. Greg, how are you? Nice to be here, Jeff, and nice to see you, ladies. <laughs> yes, this half octave lower than normal, but going. otherwise uh, yeah. on board. Uh, Wish I well, could just pull this out anytime I need. <laughs> well, uh, let's get to what everyone has been playing. Uh, and how hey about... to you gentlemen, too. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. What's, uh, what have we all been playing? Uh, how about you, Goose? What have you been up to? Actually, the last couple of weeks I've been playing, um, I've been jumping into um, Destiny, actually. Oh. oh, wow. PS3, I assume. Yes. Okay. How about you, Jen? Uh, still a lot of Warframe. I feel like that's my answer every week. <laughs> and a lot of Fallout 4. Right, right. That's about it. And uh, have you had any time to game at all, Craig? <laughs> um, I've I've done a little bit. I, I've been playing mostly Fallout Four, and right. I also I play the, It's this really weird puzzle game. Uh, it, one of a, the podcasts I regularly listen to recommended it highly, and it's super addictive. And if I once I tell you the name, you'll realize why I would never have bought it on my own. <laughs> but it's called Sparkle Unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of that. that I, I never had either, but the the, the podcast like, it's the only perfect score we've ever given. So I tried, I'm like, yeah, this is an extremely fun puzzle game. And so I played it for several hours, and I thought, what am I doing? I have Fallout. And then I went back <laughs> to Fallout. But I will go back to Sparkle Unleashed. Those games can suck you in. They yeah. can. And how awesome is my voice saying Sparkle Unleashed? Right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we need to capture this somehow. It's like even, hearing Batman say Even it. more ill-fitting, but somehow it sounds <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Um, well, let's get to the top main topic at hand, uh, which is going to be uh, gaming uh, collectibles and merchandise, um, which is um, an idea we had a while ago, and every pretty much all the enthusiasts of uh, are, are collectors of one sort or another uh, to varying degrees, <laughs> uh, and of and of course uh, today more than ever, uh, you know, games and gaming um, are. Are offer merchandise and collectibles that uh, in the distant past they they certainly didn't at least not in the variety they did now. Now I hate to start this off as we too often do when Greg and I get on a podcast together and wind the clock back many decades <laughs> ago, but uh, I kind of have to to make this point. Uh, it's not as though there never were any collectibles or merchandise for v video games back in the day, but there weren't nearly as many and they weren't of the variety or the varying quality that there were i would i would have said that there were plenty of toys but few of what i would call collectibles is that fair to say greg like few yeah of, like, I, I think that's about right i mean there was some really weird tie-in toys i remember uh, hasbro and street fighter got together yeah. to make street fighter gi joes <laughs> yeah. um but i mean it, not to be all like back in my day, Sonny, but also back in our day, the toys were probably built a little better and were yeah. built to last. So collectors could just buy the toy and that, you know, it was all die cast metal back then before we moved to plastics and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. So I think there's some of that in there, too. But, yeah, it was it was really built around toys. I think the idea of the adult collector 
yeah. was, I mean, it was certainly out there, but I don't, you know, you never saw figures being made specifically for that audience uh, back when we were in, in the phase where we'd be buying the toys. No, and if there were made for an audience, it was assumed it would be kids probably nine times out of ten. Um, and, and maybe maybe a lot of the changes today are because that audience has grown up, but uh, it's good to see that a shift in the uh, overall variety. Now, tie-ins, when it came to games, uh, it wasn't that long ago that if there was a tie-in and it was related to gaming, it was probably the game itself that was a tie-in to something else. Uh, now, that still happens, but, but these days it's just as likely that there's going to be a tie-in product, clothing, you know, statue... Uh, fake weapon, <laughs> uh, you name it. Uh, there, there's just about anything you can think of. Um, a, a good example, if uh, if you're a complete uh, neophyte, uh, go to go to the Bioware store and see what they've done with just two. Fra- I think it's just two. Yeah, it's just two franchises yeah. basically. It's all either Dragon Age or Mass Effect. There's probably yeah, don't don't actually do that though. <laughs> just take our word Judge on Greg it. Will be get mad. Don't do that. The uh, just the sheer variety of stuff that's on there, uh, though, is it's it's quite remarkable, even for just you know a couple of franchises and and you know, and and neither well one of which has had a, a release a year ago, and the previous game you know series hasn't had a release in ages, and yet they're still cranking out regular merchandise, clothing, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Actually, a lot more clothing than anything else these days, but uh, still tie-ins to to the game. Um, and obviously, we've seen a shift uh, from, from the what, what it was like in the old days to today. Uh, if you go and do a, a GameSpot uh, or a um, an EB, I, I would dare say just about in every one I go into, I don't know if this is the same for all of you. There's there's like a section set aside in the corner uh, for all this stuff. Like I, I think oh, yeah. the last time I was in an EB, there was a little like clothing counter for hoodies and and uh and shirts etc and pretty much all of it was gaming except the stuff that was star wars and fair enough because (laughs) (laughs) there's a star wars movie out now wait Um, wait, there's a star wars movie out now (laughs) how have i not heard about this you may may not have heard they should Uh, have advertised for it or something i know right yeah i i might i might start with you goose what was the first time you ever went out of your way to pick up uh some sort of merchandise or collectible uh related to a game series uh and you know are we talking way back or is this a more current uh occurrence i think the first one this would have been back in i want to say 93 Hmm. it was when i was younger there was a the local store that i went to to buy video games they did a um was a contest Mm mm-hmm and you won, if you got it, you won a, it was a um, ceramic bust of uh, Blue Kang from Mortal Kombat. Oh. And that was the that was the first piece of collectible I really, really went out to get. Wow. How about, uh, how about you, Jen? I think I, I started off, I'm, I'm actually a pretty big collector and I have to restrain myself for financial reasons, but I love replicas. I love toys. I love statues and figures and all that junk and I could go on and on but I think as far as gaming collectibles it started a lot later for me and the first merchandise I ever really got was the Grand Theft Auto 4 collector's edition that's what really kind of got me started on collecting items and it had this like safety deposit box that locked (laughs) and I thought it was like the most badass thing ever Wow! and after that was probably the Fallout 3 Collector's Edition, which I got months and months after the game was out, and I think all of the DLC almost. So it was like 35 bucks on Amazon, and you got the bobblehead with it and all that. 
So it kind of went from there. I'm a lot more selective with gaming, but when I really love a franchise like Grand Theft Auto or Fallout, I'm going to jump on all that collector stuff I can get. But Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's really what got me started back then. Yeah. How about you, Greg? Uh, I, I assume you started early with this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask a, a follow up question. Um, sure. Is this the first time I bought anything as an adult for a collection purpose, or the first time I bought anything that was specifically intended for an adult collector? Because that's two different answers. Um, uh, probably the former, but you could you could answer to both. Why not? I don't know why I asked. I was gonna do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> do what you want. I just do what I want. I'm sick. <laughs> I get all kinds of leeway now. Uh, so the first time I really remember as an adult buying uh, anything that was collectible it was for the uh, the X-Men movie. I think the first X-Men. Um, trying oh, to think wow. how old I was when that came out. But, I, yeah, I was well into being an adult. So that was could be considered an adult collector's item. But I bought the, the, the string of, of the X-Men and the villains from the movie, and I had them up on my shelf. Yeah. And then I think the first thing – but those were meant for kids – yeah. Uh, the first thing I bought that was actually meant for adult collectors was uh, some really old action figures of uh, Duke Nukem. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so this would have been a tie-in to Duke Nukem 3D. Oh wow. And uh, and some figures from Warcraft. And this is uh, this would be from Warcraft or Warcraft 2. I think Warcraft 2. These yeah, are figures from probably. So that was that was the first time I ever got video game collectibles specifically meant for an adult like had to go to an eb games and buy them and that kind of thing right right um for me it's probably a toss-up between um years ago i bought a a poster that was specifically for the x-men children of the atom game um and i and i was never i was never clear on whether it was meant to be the a port or whether it was just a reference to the arcade title but also I owned a little uh, – and they've since come out with much better versions of these. But years ago I owned a little uh, little short-range Mario Kart um, mm. remote control thing uh, for with a Koopa on it basically. And uh, they've since come out with much larger, better versions of that. But yeah, I owned a dinky little one with a – triple a batteries in it or something like that so i was i was actually you know an adult at that point prior to that uh, you know i think probably the only thing i w- ever would have seen might have been a plush toy for mario or a yoshi or something like that which i would have outgrown at that point anyway but yeah since i i don't know i i assume since uh for, for you guys that that's been you know one of many purchases since then um what would, what would probably be the most uh, intricate and or I don't know if, if expensive is the right word, but what, what would be your sort of prize uh, collectible uh, goose? Uh, what, like, you know, that would be, uh, um, I don't know, uh, most famous, but uh, the, the one that you were the most interested in or the one that you'd show off if, if you were pre- so disposed to do so. I think the pride of my admittedly smaller than I'd like it to be collection <laughs> is actually same place that I got the the Liu Kang from. They did a similar contest when Shadow of the Empire came out for the N64, and it was a wow. like like Greg like Greg alluded to back whenever they did things out of metal instead of plastic, <laughs> and it was a it was a die cast lightsaber. Oh, model, okay, cool. Mo- modeled after, I believe it was the villain's model. Mm-hmm. And hmm. I I probably carried that for five years on my person at all times. <laughs> <laughs> That's not at all sad. <laughs> I was just going to say, I can't blame you. 
Yeah, no, I, I might have some idea what uh, might rank highly. <laughs> I, then again, you've got a lot of stuff in storage too. So, uh, what would it be for you? Yeah, um, I do have a lot in storage, and it's it's. I don't know if this is this makes me proud that I have so much or embarrassed that I have so much. But every once in a while, I'll suddenly remember. Oh, I have that. So yeah, I have a lot in storage that I need to get to soon. But my, I think probably my most prized collector's item. Something I got this year, which is the Fallout 4 Pip-Boy that came in the mm. collector's edition. I just, I love that thing. Every time I look at it, I just want to, like, hug it. It's my baby. Mm. I love it. <laughs> well, Greg, uh, I suppose if they hadn't canceled it, your answer might be the Batmobile uh, for oh, Arkham. Yeah. But yeah, that, uh, was, that was really a blessing in disguise, to be honest. <laughs> I, um, I don't know who remembers, but for the original Arkham Asylum, they also had a big collectible tie-in, and it was a... Uh, it was a Batarang desk display. Yeah. And I guess the, the thought was is that they wanted to make it look like Batman had actually used it. And the thing's plastic. And somebody, like, took, like, steel wool or sandpaper or something and just marked it up. Uh, it was so bad that when I went to GameStop to pick it up, the guy explained to me what was going on and said, we're really sorry. Um, if you don't want to buy it, we're okay with it. We're, you know, a lot of people have canceled their orders because they mm. saw it. Um and I eventually did take it, and I think I donated it to something or some organization was doing a superhero theme night, and they were looking yeah. for like like tabletop ornaments or tabletop uh, decorations, yeah. and that was really perfect for that. But hmm. so yeah, so that's that's why I'm kind of glad when they said the Batmobile wasn't quite up to snuff. I'm like, well, that's that's probably for the best because that was <laughs> quite expensive. If we just had another Batarang, that probably would have made me upset. Yeah. Yeah. So what in lieu of that, what what, oh. what would be your your sort of uh, highlight of your collection? Well, it's 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 hard to say. Uh, I don't know how much we were going to get into this later, but I a few years ago actually made a conscious effort to liquidate most of my collection. Yeah. Because it had Got it had become much? quite quite unruly. To be honest with you, I just <laughs> I did not have physical, and I don't live in a small house, but mm. I did not have enough space for the things you need for normal life and for all of my collectibles. I mean, I just didn't. My garage was full of them. My basement was full of them. My attic was full of them. There were boxes in my bedroom. Uh, there were boxes. Wow. Like, I mean, it was just, it was too much. I was at the worst point, a little parable for, for moderation. I, for several years, lived paycheck to paycheck. Now, I didn't go into debt, and some people do, and that's that's even more dangerous. But yeah. I would basically pay my bills and whatever was left, I spent on collectibles. Whatever was oh, left. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it was... It's addicting. Yeah. And it was it was so much of it. And there was thousands and thousands and thousands. And I did this for years and years. And then eventually I, quote unquote, stopped. But then I still ended up like picking up little pieces here and there. And it was still adding up. And it would still be a couple thousand dollars a year. Hmm. Until I finally just had to say, all right, I have to stop. And I, I need to back off. I need to get rid of all of my stuff. So my collection right now is significantly smaller. I would say the one thing I do still collect are those pop vinyl figures mm -hmm. because they're cheap. Yeah. yeah, and, and I don't buy all that many of them. Yeah. So I think I maybe spend $50, $60 a year on those, and I think that's quite reasonable. And yeah, small. I mean, they're only $9, 10 bucks, right? Yeah, they're 10 bucks and they're durable. So, like, if my daughter starts playing with one um, – I'm trying to. I'm looking at the ones on my desk now, seeing if any she should not be playing with. And that's all of them. <laughs> um, Sharp ones. <laughs> but at least, but, like, if it got knocked down, it's not gonna. You know, yeah, tiny little pieces any... won't break off. No, but she likes playing with the Flash uh, from the TV Aww. show. Um, but so that's where my collection is now. So I would say now of my collection, the thing I probably like the most 
is the uh, the Bioshock Big Daddy. Oh, you got like a statuette or a statue? I, I have one of those collectible figures that came out. Um, oh, okay. Uh, when the first that. game came out, yeah. I mean, those things were it's it's really big and i like the big daddies in general especially because i have a daughter i'd like to think that if somebody messed with her i would come running in with a giant drill arm <laughs> i i believe that yeah, yeah. uh so th- there's that i guess oh, right behind that this one's it's actually it, it wasn't all that expensive when i bought it but the collecting value has shot up i have mm. uh, an advanced lego batmobile oh cool and that sucker's from like 2007 i think is when it came oh. out Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I bet that's worth so much. That's probably yeah. worth it. I put it together by myself, and I don't know why I had to specify by myself. Yeah. <laughs> As you say, you bring in a team to help you with that? Yeah. But So yeah. that one's good. Now, of the stuff I have gotten rid of, I did have a particularly rare figure I suppose I should probably go into because there were only 100 of these ever made. Wow. Um, It was from the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. Uh, okay. Uh, in one episode, and only briefly for like half an episode, the, the Green Lantern on the show, John Stewart, uh, he due to some time rift violations, he turned into Hal Jordan, voiced by Adam Baldwin. <laughs> okay. And and so it was just for like part of an episode. He he did a couple of lines, and then he turned back into John Stewart because the whole point was the timeline had kept shifting. Uh, they were going to make a figure of him, but they never could get the, the rights for it. So all the all the figures that they made, and it was only a hundred of them, they distributed out to certain friends of the show. And through some means that I don't 100% remember to this day, uh, I, I found somebody who was trying to sell them. It was a guy who owned a website. They used to do a lot of uh, a lot of the exclusives for Mattel before huh. uh, Mattel started just selling them themselves and cut the middleman. And he was just trying to make some money. I mean, his site was going down. He was like, I'm just trying to sell it. So I spent more than I'm going to tell you I spent on it. <laughs> and and I had it for years. And it was it never was on display. It was constantly in a safe I, I think I showed it to maybe two people in, in my entire life, and then I just decided this is dumb. <laughs> I don't I don't need this. It's expensive. That's money I'd like to get back. So I did eventually sell it, and I think for like twenty five hundred bucks is what I got. Wow. So I did I pulled a small profit on it. Hmm. Wow. But but yeah. So that was that was the price of my collection back when I had yeah. a large collection. But now it's just a pop vinyl. So I I would imagine either the the Bioshock Big Daddy or the Batmobile yeah. are my prizes right now. Probably wow. the pe- personally, probably the piece that I'm uh, most um, atta- attached to, although I, I haven't actually ever had it in my <laughs> in my hands for more than yes. a, a few hours <laughs> at a time because of the vagaries of how I ordered it. Was uh, is an M- a Mass Effect M3 Predator pistol replica, which is uh, again, I'm not uh, much like you. I'm not going to get into what I spent for, <laughs> on it, but uh, a pretty penny. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's um, it's one of those things where probably wasn't the most uh, practical um <laughs> purchase i'd ever made but uh i've never got to a point where i was running out of room or or anything like that so uh greg perhaps uh, you'll serve as a cautionary tale for yeah i i don't reckon i'm not trying to say like oh look how those all the stuff i had it was hmm. it was a stupid thing just imagine if i taken a third of that money and like banked it or invested it i mean my my yeah. bank accounts were nothing yeah. Because it was bills, and then whatever I could buy in collectibles, and it was it was just stupid. Wow. Well, uh, I, I might follow this uh, tag up question with you, Greg, because uh, you did make, mention this before. Um, how much of this, uh, how, how much of it involves like the thought going into displaying it or having room for it? Like, is is that was that ever a big consideration for you, or was it more about acquiring? In my head, I think I had envisioned I would eventually display all of my stuff. Mm. 
I don't believe I have any room in my house, single room that could display all of my stuff. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I I can't display all of my Red Stocks memorabilia in, in one room. So there's there's no way I'd be able to display all all of my other action figure stuff that I used to have. Wow. Uh, I'm I'm a little better with my sports memorabilia collecting. Yeah. Uh, but that does scratch the itch from time to time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, incidentally, my most prized possession there is uh, an autographed program from the opening of the Ted Williams Tunnel. Signed by Ted Williams and shadow box with the Ted Williams signed bat. Oh wow! Wow! Damn! And I won that at a silent auction at a Boston Bruins game. Cool. Wow. Yeah, that's my fun story. So anyway, yeah, I was in my head. I thought I would display all of them, mm. um, but I it never really got to that. I displayed a couple of them, maybe, but for the most part, they were still in the box they were shipped in. Jeez. Um, how about you, Jen? You've I, I've already seen you making some uh, furtive attempts to get stuff out, and I, I've seen you do that in the past as well. Is uh, is that important <laughs> to you to actually have the stuff out, or is that you know, there's never enough room for it? Or yeah, I, I would love to have everything collectible that I own out on display, but I would basically need like a decent sized bedroom with maybe eight bookcases to put everything out where it looks decent, where it would be actually showing it off. I have so many horror action figures. I have um, Nightmare uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, Corpse Bride. I have a Beetlejuice. Ooh, I had that one. That was a beautiful figure. Hmm. Yeah. I just, I'm, I have uh, collectible dolls. I can't, oh, Sideshow. X-Files, yeah. Mulder and Scully. I have Disney collectibles. I have a small glass slipper. I have a uh, replica coin from Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, it goes on and on. Movies, especially horror movies, video game stuff. And it just it, it gets to the point, like Greg said, where you keep telling yourself, oh, this is amazing. This will get put out. And a lot of it doesn't. And I keep going back and forth between selling some of it <laughs> and not. Like these those X-Files dolls, they're worth more now on eBay than when I – bottom right mm-hmm. but then i think no you love x-files you can't sell these i have three i love lucy barbie dolls i mean it just goes on and on and mm. i i don't think i'll ever be able to put anything out but it would be really hard to part with a lot of it yeah so i'm kind of stuck a lot of it's always been in boxes yeah goose uh, you you had a move not uh, in the not too distant past uh, you got any more space to display your stuff or uh, same old same old I think with me, it's more about uh, more about having than displaying, <laughs> really. I keep, like, the prize of my collections whenever I have them, whatever the current prize will be, it's displayed. But the rest of it's usually in a box somewhere <laughs> where right. I, just, I just take out the box occasionally and look at all the things I have. <laughs> it's <been laughs> away again. I've totally done that. I, uh, I used to have about uh, five or six of those uh, Star Wars Collector's Edition Lego sets, like the scale ones, not the minifig ones. Those are pricey. And uh, yeah, I actually, actually, <laughs> at one point I actually had to increase the amount of uh, renter's insurance that I had in order to take those <laughs> into account, seriously. Oh my god. Uh, because they you know, had bump, bumped everything up a bit. Um, they, mm-hmm. they all were broken through misadventure now granted they're lego so as broken as any lego thing could be i could put them back together but uh yeah right now they sit in a they, they're sitting in a box in a basement and and it'll be some time before i get around to bringing those out and uh yeah you'll be glad to know greg i put those together myself too so 
Oh, good for you. Good for us. Good <laughs> for effort. Um, well, this it might seem uh, late to get to this question, given uh, we, we've talked about the extent of some of our collections. But uh, and, and I'll start with you, Greg, because uh, I'm most interested in the answer from you. <laughs> What's the allure? Uh, like, is it uh, is it is it uh, is it dopamine? What what is it? <laughs> what is it that's? I don't the I don't think that's necessarily wrong, Jeff. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest with you, like when when you buy it, and especially, in, and I used to find that the more I spent on any single item, the better I felt that I owned yes. it. Yeah. And the more rare it was, the better I felt that I. Uh-huh. I mean, that's that's why I, I tried to buy that stupid Batmobile because it was so expensive. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it's so expensive. I look how great I. You know, it's you, the fandom kind of takes over, and you think, yeah. if I'm a fan of this, I should own this, and you almost mm-hmm. start to develop some sort of emotional connection to the items in your collection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even even to the point where Jen just mentioned the Corpse Bride, and I fondly remembered having that figure and looking <laughs> at it, and it was one of my favorites. Mm. The yeah. Corpse Bride, I don't even really like the Corpse Bride, but <laughs> I loved the figure because it was so beautifully done it and it looked so great. Cool. Yeah, and it looked yeah. so cool. Well, so a lot of it was that, like just the feeling you get when you, you buy it and then you have it and you, you I, develop a connection that's yeah. uh, very dangerous. A hundred percent. He's right. And I also think that there's a little bit of feeling like you have a piece of something that you love. Like yeah. those are my favorite collectibles, like the pit boy, mm-hmm. huge fallout fan. The thought of having an actual pit boy, even though obviously it doesn't work on its own. You have to put a phone in it, whatever. It's solid. <laughs> it looks like a proper pit boy. It can function the same way. I lost my mind when I found out about that. And I had to have it. And it was like, oh my god, my own pit boy. It's like like he said, the fandom takes over. And the thought of being able to like have something or look at something that looks really cool. It just, I don't know. It's it's like a drug. Yeah. Um, Goose, uh, you, you mentioned earlier that, uh, for you, it was a lot more about having than, than displaying, uh, what do you think's behind that impulse? I think it goes back to what Greg and Jen said. It's more about the, fa- the fandom takes over and you feel like you're a part of something when you have a piece of it you can hold in your hand. Yeah. 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 Well, it, uh, I think really what it boils down to, particularly as we get older, I think we do thankfully get a little wiser. Like Greg said, I don't want to go into how much I've spent on collectibles, but I will say as I've gotten a mite older, I do think a lot more about, do I really need this or do I just want this? Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, a, a nice tag up question, uh, then more related to the video game side of things. Cause Greg, you did mention the corpse ride. Um, it, when it comes to games, like, do you actually have to like the game in question to want the collectibles? <laughs> <laughs> not like, always. Does, not really? always. So it's no. not like, do you have to have at least played the game? <laughs> not, no. I mean, I, Jeff, at one point I had a, a Square Enix Bayonetta, Bayonetta figure. I think it's Square Enix. Square Enix or Square Enix. Don't yell at me if I got that wrong. Uh, but I, I had the Bayonetta. I, I've never played Bayonetta once, ever. Really? I saw the figure. It looked like a, a really big collectible item. I paid like 80 bucks for the stupid thing. Hmm. Um, and then it was broken because Square Enix figures uh, – and Square Enix, you can come contact me. you got a problem with this. Uh, Square Enix <laughs> figures come broken Bring it. like half oh, no. the time. Like, uh, yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah I, I can attest to that. Yeah, that, yeah they will – you get them. They're broken more often than not. Yeah, yeah. and you, not- these are not cheap figures. The new Laura Croft Square Enix figures – uh, I think it was like $120 for the new wow. one from Rise of the Tomb Raider. So yeah. you're paying a pretty penny. And I've, and I've owned risk. way more of these figures than I really should have. And uh, with, mm-hmm. when they're broken, you can't sell them. 
Right. So I, I didn't even get my investment back on, on many of them. Well, see, you have to get the glue DLC to make sure they all stay together. No. <laughs> I think this really speaks to why pop vinyl figures are just exploding right now. I mean, everyone my age, younger than me, older than me, that has any interest in anything pop culture loves these mm. and at least wants a couple. Yeah. They're not breakable. I mean, I'm sure some of them are, but I've never heard of one oh, yeah. you, opening a box and it's broken. I'll say the Flash has taken a beating in <laughs> he's still in one piece. Yeah, they're so Very cheap. resistant to drool no and buyer's remorse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're they're sturdy, they're cheap, they're adorable. I mean, everyone has to admit they are so stinking cute. Yeah. The Godzilla one that's coming out or came out, I know it was December sometime. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah. And it's and I've always wanted a Godzilla figure, so instead of spending who knows, seventy five, eighty more on a really cool Godzilla statue, I could just get this and probably be happy with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to admit I have dropped four hundred dollars on a Godzilla figure in the past. <laughs> oh wow. yeah. I bet that looks cool. Well, uh, in a related note to the that discussion of quality, and and I'll ask ask you first, Goose, uh, what what companies do the merchandise best and it, it can either be the actual you know company that makes the merchandise like play arts etc or the one that does the, the license like that offers the license what what company out there does it best in terms of quality etc which which is the ones that you're least disappointed in or most impressed with as far as the best quality i think you got to go you got to go back a ways you got to go back to um hasbro actually they okay. always had they always had the best quality. Nowadays, like Greg said, with companies like, for example, Square or companies like um, BioWare, I've heard some horror stories. They, the quality can sometimes be, I don't want to say bad, but not good. Hmm. What What about you, Jen? You've uh, I know that you know a few of them, like Play Arts and and other ones like that. Is there yeah. one that you look to the most? I really do like Play Arts. I feel like some of theirs are a little iffy. You know, it's not a guaranteed if you if you buy something of theirs, it's going to be great quality or look really good. Yeah. I actually, when I got all of my, I was in this phase where I got every horror character that I really loved, Freddy, Jason, Michael, you know, all these different sets and Leatherface and Chucky and all those. McFarlane has really good... Um, believe it's yeah mcfarland has the movie maniac series ah. they're not new you, you if you wanted to get them and even years ago when i got them they were on ebay only they were actually really really good and i think i paid maybe 15 20 for each they weren't really expensive i don't know their quality these days but they actually did a really good job hmm. so when i see that name i feel a little safe i like a lot of uh that NECA. Hmm. Yeah, it's one I, I, I hear like good a, things about. I like a lot of their stuff. Um, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, I I think with every company, I'm always a little suspicious because a good character can look like ass very easily. Yeah. How about you, Greg? Where would you say is the gold standard quality-wise, or is it a? Do you have to go back in, in the past yourself? Um, I actually quite like the McFarland figures. I uh, uh, now there's a lot of crossover there. I don't think I have bought any McFarland figures for the kind of stuff we're talking on this podcast, mm. but yeah. they do a lot of sports stuff. 
Oh yeah. And so I, I mean, I, I get a lot of the the most recent one I just bought was it was a three pack of the New England Patriots Super Bowl championships, uh, and it was uh, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, and Tom Brady. <laughs> they're gorgeous looking figures. Now they're they're still in the box because I'm not going to open them because. Uh, they retain their value that way, and that's another sickness we can talk about later. But, <laughs> uh, so I like the McFarlands. Uh, NECA has some good stuff, though I haven't really bought much of it, but it looks really nice. Uh, when I used to collect, I collected a lot of uh, DC Direct, and I think now it's called DC Collectibles. And I, I had a lot mm. of that stuff. For uh, I mean, I think for a year I bought everything they put out, yeah. um, which oh. was way too much money. Um, and I don't have very many of those, if any of it left. I think I have a Batman Arkham Origins figure left, and everything else I just got rid of and sold. And I, uh, I went, I went, I took a lot of my stuff when I was getting down towards the end. And there was a big bulk buy-in that one of the local toy collector stores was doing. And I just filled my car and drove it in and just said, "Hey, can you give me <laughs> X money for this?" And of course, the guy's like, "Yeah, I mean, look, all the stuff is still in the package and shipped." And he's like, "I can put these right out on wow. the shelf today." Wow! And he he cut me the check right there. Nice. And so that's when I got rid of the majority of my stuff. So what I got left is just sort of what I wanted or wasn't really worth even boxing up because it was all loose and broken. And then I keep that in a bin of toys for like when my nephews come over and stuff. But, hmm. mm-hmm. but yeah, so that's what I what I really primarily collected. But uh, yeah, shout out to Funko too because these pop figures yeah. are awesome, solid, and cheap. And yeah. that's exactly what I need. Yeah. Yeah, there's a um, <clears throat> there's a comic shop here in town uh, where they have uh, a, a rather long wall along the back where they have, God, they they must have at least two or three hundred of them lined up in a, in a row <laughs> along the top of everything you can imagine. I don't know how many there would be all together, but uh, I would have to say this would be a pretty sizable chunk of what they've released up there on the wall. Um, well, I, I might finish up by uh, just asking, is there something, uh, and I'll, I'll start with you, Jen, is there something that you would like to see in terms of uh, merchandise and co- or collectibles for games that you haven't seen yet? Is there is there a game, for example, that is like really lacking in terms of, um, you know, in terms of uh, quality merch or just one that you've seen that don't you don't um, like the merch for or a particular type of merch for games that you've not seen? I, I mean, honestly, I wish there was a little bit more for Grand Theft Auto, but off the top of my head, I can't think of what that may be. Hmm. Um, I mean, they've never, I don't think they've ever really had any proper figures for their characters or anything like that. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I, mean, I don't I think, know that I've ever seen like a Trevor <laughs> statue or anything Yeah, like or that. like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they can't exactly like just, oh, here's his pistol that he used. But I don't know. Like, I I there's nothing that I can really think of other than that off the top of my head that's a game that I really like that I think there isn't enough merch of course I'm someone who could never really get enough yeah so. I guess that's kind of telling I mean most of the big franchises have already got have already got uh, a fair amount right yeah yeah how about uh how about you goose I think honestly what I'd like to see expanded as far as merchandise goes is honestly going to be the Final Fantasy series for, like, the older titles. Because nowadays they have figures and all that for everything. But back in the day, back whatever, what I consider to be the heyday, they have very few things for them. So I'd like to see them, like, expand their line. And if so because I know you're listening, I also would like to see <laughs> up the quality just a bit. Because broken figurines, they make people angry. Yeah. Uh-oh. 
Mm-hmm. Well, well, Greg, I, I might uh, ask the same question to you, but you could also flip it around and have it, you know, if there's something you would not like to see anymore because it's too tempting or you think it'll destroy you, uh, <laughs> yeah. y- you can go either way. Well, uh, <laughs> I've, I have since decided, and, and I've, this is the smartest thing. This is now financial advice with Judge Greg, but <laughs> I would say automatic transfers to your savings account are your friend. Because that way you're taking the money before you've had a chance to do something stupid with it. Right. Uh, so I'm not as tempted as I used to be because I just – I don't have the money just with me anymore. Like I can't just plop down the money and say, here, I'll buy this because yeah. I'd have to start doing transfers from savings accounts. And you know I got a family now. So now you got to get thinking in your head like how am I going to justify taking this money out of my savings account so that I could buy the $300 Godzilla figure or the $400 Godzilla figure? Or the six hundred, and there, all of these exist. There are things I've seen. There's six hundred dollar Godzilla figures, and yeah. not even just to yeah. pick on Godzilla, but obviously that Goose mentioned it, so it was right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> um, I would say six months ago, if I were to answer your question, I would have said Fallout, but for Fallout Four, they certainly uh, yeah, they, they let raised the, the game, intrigue. haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> I mean there were action figures, there were pop vinyls, uh, all kinds of new clothing and stuff. So. I, I can't really think of one right now because Fallout would have been – it was the obvious hole until they started doing it. So I'm going to say I would like to see more uh, Sparkle Unleashed merchandise. <laughs> All right. Um, well, brought it full circle. Okay. Yeah. Full circle. I like that. <laughs> Jeez. Well, um, for me, I, I would uh, – and th- and this is this is one just for personal preference – I, I really like posters and you know there are plenty of uh, there, there's plenty of games that have them um, but I, there's there's I played a lot that just you know you go looking in their websites or stores or whatever and they just don't have like a basic poster um, and I and I you know I like I like posters and I and I like displaying stuff of games that I that are my favorites and a poster is a relatively inexpensive way to do that but it's it's amazing to me like how how far you can look sometimes and sometimes you have to go to unofficial sources to find a decent one so I, i'm kind of surprised you would think that would be a relatively uh you know simple thing for them to put together uh it's it's not like they're super expensive to produce at least you wouldn't think they would be oh but that um, can get expensive too jeff then you start to look at custom framing yeah you want to get it yeah. matted and i mean i i have a, a series of movie posters that i have down down here in my basement that yeah. are hung on the wall and i would say there's at least a buck 20 in each one of them yeah, no, I, I, I understand. I, I mean, I spent, uh, I spent about twenty eight, thirty dollars getting mine, ma- uh, getting some posters of mine mounted recently, and uh, I've got quite a few more <laughs> on the on the block next time I get around to it too. Uh, and also, just to finish up, uh, in terms of a franchise, I'd like to see get more stuff. I'm, and granted, it's a little bit older, but uh, Legacy of Kane, I'd like to see uh, some merch for that. Um, and I, I would think that. Uh, who is it that owns that? It's not Square Enix. Uh, it's Ido. Wait a minute, Eidos. Eidos is owned by Square Enix, isn't it? Yeah, so maybe, aren't they? I yeah. Thought, I well, so. you would you would think they would get around to doing that then. I mean, it's uh, you know, I, I would think they could sell a couple Kane Arazio statues or something if they if they put their mind to it. Um. Well, thanks everybody. Uh, I I figured you were the three most uh, enthusiastic collectors I knew. Uh, at least uh, apart from Tony, who's really just a Halo collector when you get right down to it. And uh, you know, if I if I could have a one note uh, perspective on collecting, he would have come in very handy for that. But 
there's more to life than Halo. Uh, even Greg, you know, at least uh, jumps around from sports to video games to all the different <laughs> Boston franchises that he follows. So there's, there's, some, correct, yeah. there's some variety there. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of us mentioning Tony, we have to put an obligatory shout-out to Second and Charles. <laughs> yeah, where, <laughs> exactly. where, I'm, where I'm sure he's spent uh, quite a bit of his collecting dollar over the last few years. Well, thanks again, uh, as I said up at the top, you can follow us on tw- at Twitter at, at Enthusiax or our YouTube channel, Enthusiax, uh, where all our video content and Let's Plays reside, um, and uh, are some reviews that I'm sure there will be coming thick and fast over the next uh, few weeks. Um, our forum, you can see on the type top, uh, top right-hand side of uh, the Enthusiax.com webpage if you want to sign in there and... Uh, Enjoy the discussions going on there. Our email address for this podcast is pointstreak at enthusiacs.com. If you have any questions or feedback or suggestions for show ideas, we'd love to hear them. Uh, thank you again uh, to my guests, uh, Goose and Jen and Greg. And join us again next time on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And we'll see all of you later.